Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan Peck, and welcome to the first ever My Nerdy Year live panel. Yeah. I want to I welcome everyone who couldn't get into the Whoa. Firefly panel. What happened? Did something happen? No, we're all good. Oh, don't <laughs> worry. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you guys for not coming to the Firefly panel, and I also want to extend a warm welcome to the hundreds of millions of Vashta Narada in the audience as well. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, hi. Special guest. Okay, they've got it. Oh, good. Oh, oh, we're fine. Do not panic. Do not panic. I actually needed to hear the don't panic part, so now I feel. There you go. So, and you are? Yeah, the, the, this part will be. This part will be super fun for the people listening after the fact who don't know that we just had cosplayers run in. That was cool. Um, real quick, uh, I'm going to introduce our panelists, uh, starting at the end, uh, Mr. Ben Padden. Hello. Who's, who's been camped out here all day. I don't know what the world looks like outside of this room. It's, it's, it's warm and scary. You don't need to know it. Uh, next up is Bridget Bose, who is dressed as, sorry, she is cross-playing as the first doctor. Cross-playing? Cross-playing. That's when you reverse the gender. Yeah, I didn't make that up. That's a thing. Uh, next to her is Cherry Chiva Pravadamrang. That is her real name. Everyone always asks her that. Uh, she is a very, very funny person. And we have a bit of a casting update uh, for season two of My Nerdy Year. Um, for season one, my co-host was my fiance, Lauren Berger. That's not the case anymore. I'd like to introduce my co-host, my wife, Lauren Peck. Yay. As of two weeks ago, tomorrow, so. Sorry, I still make that face every single time. <laughs> I gave her the heads up because she, I knew she was going to do the squee face and I didn't want her to cry. So welcome to Doctor Who Redo. Uh, this is the first episode of season two of My Nerdy Year, or second edition, as we are lovingly calling it. And last year we did a Doctor Who episode and we had too much fun and it could not be contained in only one episode. So here we are doing it again. That being said, since we recorded the last episode, there have been exactly zero new episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> so finding topics to talk about for Doctor Who in 2016 has been a challenge. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about, I know it feels like bad con form, but we're going to talk about another convention. We're going to talk about Gallifrey One 2016. Gallifrey Yay. One is the Los Angeles-based yeah. Doctor Who convention. It's one of the biggest in the world. Biggest in the world? Yeah. Uh, it's... it's Go for it. No, it's, I think it's, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in the United States. Uh, I know that, uh, I think the other big Doctor Who conventions in America, in North America at least, are Chicago TARDIS, uh, which is, happens in Chicago. Who would have uh, thought? I know, I know. Uh, and the other one, I can't remember the name of, and the fact that I can't remember the name of it probably says it's not that right. big at all. So Gallifrey is the oldest. Yeah, oh yes. yeah, Gallifrey yeah. is, like next year is, is their 28th. Doctor yeah. Who convention, that's, that's over half of the life of the show. Yeah. But so for now, we're going to talk about 27. So uh, all of us participated in this past year's... I did Gallif it! <gasps> I okay. were, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're doing a live show. We don't get to do edit points in this. This is sorry. Okay, <laughs> well, the majority of us participated in this year's Gallifrey one. It's okay, Bridget. You were there in spirit. Thank you. It's true. Thanks, Lauren. And no one was cross-playing as the first Doctor. Dan this didn't even totally... remember that I wasn't there, so it's... Uh, well, to be, fair, to be fair, I did propose a week later, so That's my true. mind was kind of... You know what you know, it was? Occupied. Dan so. had such a good time at Gallifrey this year that he thought you were there. 
That's, that's what it was. Because clearly a good time can't or, be had without Bridget. That's a good point. Or well, he had such a good time because I wasn't there. Well, I like to think that possibly future you came back and we oh. did hang out with okay, you. Okay, I accept. Ah. Did, did, did you shine a light into a, the event horizon of a black hole and transmit it back to yourself to make you No, she got into TARDIS. Don't talk nonsense. Oh. <laughs> Too much science. Uh, <laughs> That was a lot of science. So we had a lot of fun at Gallifrey, those of us who went. Sorry, Bridge. Um, but I'm going to throw it to Lauren, who had a great time, because uh, real quick backstory: when we go to conventions, save for this one, sorry, everyone, we tend to bring cookies for everyone. Lauren is a trained pastry chef, and we learned a long time ago that you make a lot cookies of friends when you friends. hand out cookies. So uh, Lauren has a really fun story about that this year. Why don't you go ahead, hon? I will preface it with uh, there were two doctors there. Colin Baker and Peter Davison, and they both try to cookie, and Colin Baker gives the best hugs. He really does. <laughs> of all the doctors hugs. you've hugged so far, he's there, probably the best hug. There have been a couple. Yeah. There have been a couple. What are um, the other ones? I just want to know how they rank, because it's really <laughs> below Baker. I think everyone in the world is below Baker at this point. That was, that was one hell of a hug. I've, all right. He seems squishy. <laughs> he seems like he'd be nice and yeah, cuddly. I, I feel like hugging him would be like huggling the state. Huggling? <laughs> huggling. <laughs> Hugging snuggling. him would be like... Hashtag like, hugging. Oh, don't hugging. snuggle with Colin Baker. His wife <laughs> would not approve. right in there. Uh, no, hugging Colin Baker would be like hugging the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. It yeah. kind of is. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. I've actually had that dream. What? <laughs> Wait, no, we're talking about Doctor Who. Anyway, Lauren. Although I do feel like... Uh, I think it's very fitting that you got the best hugs from a doctor whose last name is Baker in exchange for cookies. Oh, that's, that's actually a really good yeah. point. <laughs> you know, you have to fly to England and uh, give cookies to Tom Baker to complete mm. the... The, the baker... To be fair, I'd like to give a cookie to every doctor. You should. Well, you, you, you're already behind by three. You've got to be quick enough to get Tom yeah, before he checks out. This is true. Aww. This is true. Aww. It's sad, but it's going like, to... He, he did a, like a 64-page interview with Doctor Who magazine recently that opens with him basically saying, yeah, I'm going to die soon. So. <laughs> ben Patton, buzzkill <laughs> of the con. <laughs> so anyway, better, even better than the two doctors was uh, Julian Glover was there. Julian Glover, of course, is nerd royalty. He was in classic Doctor Who. He's in uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And he's Maester oh, Game Pycelle of yeah. in Game of Thrones. Um, so I, I go up to him, and I, I'm standing there with a tub of cookies, and he's sitting there looking up at me, sitting kind of like I am now. And I said, hi, would, would you like a cookie? And he looks up at me, and he says, goodness, you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I turned bright red, and I said, Okay, but, but would you like a cookie? <laughs> he did not want a cookie. Um, I went away and my face was still bright red and I told, I told Dan what had happened. And Dan walks right up to him and says, did you just call my girlfriend hot? And Julian Glover says, that's your girlfriend? Good job. <laughs> and I thanked him. And Dan pointed out to me later that he looks at naked Game of Thrones girls all day, so I should really take that as an enormous compliment. <laughs> so I'm choosing to do that. Um, and then we had another cookie encounter. This one was not at Gallifrey. This was at San Diego Comic-Con this year uh, when we made friends with Noel Clark, who you might know as Mickey, Mickey the Idiot. We uh, were handing out cookies, as we are wont to do, and we yeah. handed it out to him, and uh, he couldn't have been more grateful about it. And then the next day on the convention floor, I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around. Oh, it's Noel. He goes, hey, it's so great to see you guys. In the meantime, I am currently trying to meet up with Cherry, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, the texts aren't going through. I call her up. You need to get here right now. <laughs> Wait, why? You need to get here right now. Trust me. And uh, Cherry found us, and she's like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, my God. And you, 
you had a, good, a grand old time. Oh, it was best. And I was far, by the way. I'd somehow gotten, you know, as happens, I guess, at Comic-Con on like a golf cart to somebody else's thing after a panel. It was a whole thing. So I was like way far away. But yeah, it was, it was you know, getting that text made me sprint all the faster. Yeah. Although it kind of took, whatever, whatever. It's yeah. big. We know. But then when <laughs> he found out that we were on Family Guy, he started geeking out about us. And we're like, no, we're here to geek out about you. This is not fair. It was like a weird two-way Street. Did he know that before? Like when you did you tell him that like the day before? Or was I don't it remember. Just, I okay. just tell everyone. It just gives no, me. So I know. Many no, I know. Well, no. because <laughs> what? No. Okay. By the way, though, that's exactly how we got Barrowman. So it, it was just like. It's true. It was just yeah. Like, <laughs> if you listen to our first Doctor Who episode, you can tell how you can hear how we made friends with John yeah. Barrowman. Like, just telling where we worked. Um, I'm gonna do a quick tangent. I know we were on Galley, but uh, real quick, how many of you saw the Family Guy Comic Con? Uh, sizzle reel from this year. Anyone? Well, when you're done uh, listening to this, you should check it out because we did a gag, uh, a Doctor Who gag, and I'm authorized to talk about this. Um, <laughs> we did a Doctor Who gag that showed at Comic-Con, and David Tennant did uh, reprise the role of Doctor for this gag. And Cherry got to read lines with him. Even though he wasn't in the office, he was in New York filming for um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, he was filming he, he Jessica Jones, so he couldn't come in. So which... Cherry got to be the doctor's companion. And this is the part of the program where Lauren strangles Cherry to death. Yeah, that's cool. cool. I mean, if you feel the need to do that right now, feel free, because it was pretty great. So no, Cherry, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, now now, that, yes, we're, now yes. that we're married, I'm allowed to have the life-size cardboard cutout? We'll oh. See. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> he was threatened Was that the exchange? Now. It was, it was. <laughs> Well, so, beforehand, I might run off with the cardboard cutout. Now I'm legally bound to stay. He actually <laughs> threw it into the proposal. Oh, no. <laughs> if you accept me. Don't answer yet. Before you say yes. <laughs> I will get but you wait, a Wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cherry, tell us what it was like being the doctor's companion. Um, it was the best because, okay, here, see, I can't, he, okay, so he calls on the phone and, like, I was just going to sit there and, like, listen, but then our EPs were, you know, just introducing the people in the room and saying, "Oh, you know, Cherry's like a big Doctor Who fan." And then I think it's and then and anyway they were and then and they were like, "Hey, do you want to read the companion with him?" I'm like, "Ah, I'm too shy. I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> and then David Tennant on the phone was like, "Oh, I want Cherry to do it." And I was just like, "Ah!" I just he's so nice. You got like I, I mean clearly it was just like a screaming fangirl and he was just like accommodating or whatever. But yeah, so then I did it and and it was it was the best. I thing think and I think that ever. episode airs in about three weeks from now. Does it? I Is it that so. soon? Something I mean, like on P.S., I was only temping the lines, yeah, by the yes, way. Yeah. I cannot explain how... So yeah, you're, no, you're, we actually... I did the final line. You're a non-canon yes, companion. You know what I mean? I was literally just temping it so that he could, like, read with someone back and forth and the thing. Um, and then I apparently did, like... Don't diminish this what? moment in <laughs> yeah, your life. You were no, reading no, as a companion? To, no, it was... Uh, you're if the we, closest thing any of us will ever come was, to being in Doctor Who. Speak to yourself. Just because okay. your English doesn't give you a leg yeah. up. No, but that gives me a distinct advantage. Yeah, that's really true. If we come to your yeah. house to watch the episode when it airs, can you shout the lines over the I TV? Think, I think if you're anywhere in the Los Angeles metropolitan area, you're going to hear Cherry screaming when it airs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the other thing. I'm just saying that, okay, the whole thing, this is having a sound booth, so it's all being recorded, right? So like our sound engineer is recording the entire thing, so we all like say goodbye, you know what I mean? And I like screamed, I love you so loud. And it's that you could hear from his 
from his booth, like the, the very faint echo of me yeah. screaming, oh my God, I love you, and then him laughing at me. And then, no, but then. They, did they, they did they record this whole, the they whole scene? They scene? recorded the entire <laughs> Oh my God. I found out God. that my boss was videotaping me on his phone, like all my like gesticulations and anyway. I was yeah. just gonna see if they had like an MP3 of that, but they've got I, video. No, 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 I mean, I oh. was pretty race, but he yeah. just like texted it to other people and then they laughed at me. But you so know other what, people I don't care. It. I talked to David Ted on the phone, I don't, whatever. It's fine. And it's yeah. like, who came out ahead? Me. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't top that, but I do know that Stephen Moffat has a picture of me on his phone. What? How? It's nothing salacious. Yeah, yeah. keep it's... this man away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 2010. I went to Gallifrey One. Uh, I cosplayed as Vincent van Gogh, which is really easy to do when you're a ginger because you just don't shave for a month. Um, and uh, one of the guys who was getting autographs, or I was getting autographs from him, was Clayton Hickman, uh, who's a, he's a writer and he does a lot of graphic design stuff like the books and annuals and DVD covers and stuff. And he said, you look great. Can I snap a picture with my phone? And he said, yeah, sure, snapped a picture. And then I, then I heard him say, I'm gonna send that to Stephen. Um, so I know that Stephen Moffat knows what I look like. And I actually know this twice because I saw him at Comic-Con this year. He, uh, I was cosplaying as the 11th Doctor and he went up an escalator with his son and he pointed at me and said, Doctor Who? And I said, nothing, because I had forgotten how to do it. <laughs> I didn't know what words were at that point. God, wasted opportunity. And oh. ben, that's, happens, that's why though, that's like, why Cherry is higher on the companion yeah. list. She at least screamed, yeah. "I love you!" Yeah. When the moment it was, was so, there. it was he. Uh, yeah, okay. Like that's the thing. It's like, but when you're faced with like that, you know what I mean? Like like an experience yeah. like that. You had you, to. My brain was gone, so I was just like, you know what I mean? It was just like a very like visceral reaction. See, yeah. if we were he was, like so nice about it, he was such a sweet. If we were at the Firefly panel, I could talk about when Nathan Fillion hugged me, but this is just irrelevant. You could still do it, and then those people are just like um, missing out. You know? I will say you give me hope because when we did see Noel after. Comic-Con, um, Dan kind of let slip that the one person I would gladly run away with and leave him for is David Tennant. Not anymore, and, as he holds up the wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> and Noel looked like he was ready to pull out his phone and text that to David Tennant. I, like, I got don't, scared. Please don't. I got scared. Uh, all right, so we're going to move on a little bit. Um, so because there are no new episodes to talk about, we're going to talk about some of our old favorite episodes. I know it's silly, but we're going to do it anyway. But... Um, not only are we going to talk about our favorite episodes, we're also going to lightly touch upon our least favorite episodes. Gently. Gently. It's kid gloves. Yeah. One of the underlying rules of the podcast is we try to remain positive at all times. Our, you know, we're not here to bash. We're here to celebrate the things we love. That being said, not every episode is perfect. So uh, anyone want to start? Uh, you know, favorite episode, least favorite episode, just a little. I'm I'm happy to get the ball rolling because I've probably seen the most Doctor Who of all of us. That's true. Uh, just for some background, I grew up watching Doctor Who. Like my earliest childhood memory is watching The Mind Robber, which is a Patrick Troughton story from 1966 uh, or 67. It's one of those two. Um, I've been watching it with my dad. Like a classic story would get released on VHS. He'd go out and buy it, and we'd sit down and watch it. I think I watched Tom Baker's first story, Robot. Uh, the most. As a kid, that was my favorite story because it's basically King Kong with a robot. You can't beat that. That's fantastic. With awful, awful special effects. Um, but I think my overall, over the entire history of the show, from 1963 right the way up to uh, this year, honestly, I think it's Day of the Doctor. I think the, the 50th anniversary story um, just, I mean, it had a lot to live up to. It had to celebrate the 50th, but also had to be uh, its own 
story, its own thing. And as Stephen Moffat said a lot of during the promotional uh, gubbins up to the release and broadcast of the, of the episode, it also had to pave the way for the next 50 years. And I think, I think it did that brilliantly. We got David Tennant back in the brown suit. We got a new doctor in the form of John Bloody Hurt, one of the greatest British actors of all time. I mean, it's just, just mind-blowing. Uh, and thank you. Uh, and, uh, and we got a great story. We got, to, we got the return of the Zygons. Can you believe that it was only the second appearance of the Zygons? They'd appeared I once. I can't believe it. They, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Your check is in the mail. Um, the Zygons first appeared in a season 13 story in the 70s and then never appeared again. And David Tennant has said the one alien he would love to go up against is the Zygons. And I honestly think that's why Stephen Moffat included them in the 50th, to lure Tennant back um, for a one-off. Uh, but it's just Good it's just know. perfect, and it's it's. It would have been really tough to get him back. I know. I mean, come on, <laughs> he wanted to come back so badly. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't want to go. He had he the suit. Yeah. He did get to say, "I don't want to go twice." Yeah, right. So that's pretty cool. And now, gently, what's not so much your favorite episode? Um, gently. Remember, this is also a family-friendly of course. panel. So. <laughs> uh, m- of the classic run, there is a story that is almost universally reviled, which is Time Lash, which I think is actually when we... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so Ben is slowly introducing me to Classic Who, and he said, do you want to watch the best classic episode of Doctor Who, or do you want to watch the worst episode of classic Doctor Who? And so, of course, I said the worst. You picked the worst. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the, it's not just the worst sixth Doctor story. It's the worst classic story of the lot. It's just... Not great. I'm not going to go into it. Positive, positive, positive. They tried. They tried so hard, and it didn't work. Um, of the modern run, I would probably have to pick The Rings of Akaten. Thank you. Which, <laughs> for those listening at home, Cherry just sprung to life. <laughs> There's so much I want to love about that story. It crafts this wonderful little world and then doesn't do much with it, um, which is incredibly... Uh, frustrating as a viewer like this is this is the second episode in the second half of season seven the the first like off-world story for 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 clara as a new companion and it just you know and when you have a story that at at, at its center is the music and murray gold's music is phenomenal uh making his music the centerpiece of a story should have been so much more uh entertaining and enjoyable than it was but there are some great Alien designs that appear in that story. Um, we get we get more background on who Clara is and what her history is, and uh, so there's some redeemable stuff in there. But just generally, I just it's just not. I didn't like it. Fair enough. Let's just go down the line, Bridget. Why don't you go next? Oh, my favorite episode of Doctor Who is watching Ben talk about Doctor <laughs> Who. Um, uh, no, all, it 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 in all seriousness, it has to be the the first appearance of uh, the Absorbaloff. Love and monsters. <laughs> That's your favorite? Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> terrible. I would have um, believed you because I feel like that one's very like polarizing. Like, no, I mean, there, I you're like, no, one. everyone hates it. I feel okay. I'm like one of the people who was like fine with it. I'm, I'm yeah, like, neutral. Like, well, yeah, a, I was like, that a, was, I'm fine. You know, it was, well, it was a, a kid. Yeah, it was fans. a little, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right. The, it the, was uh, almost like yeah. I, I'm not too mad. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> no, but seriously. I think the husbands of River Song really is up there for me. I. I, it, I was, I actually, um, you know, it was a, the, one of the Christmas specials, and so I didn't get to watch it when it aired because I was home for Christmas, but I watched it on the airplane flying back to L.A., mm. and I, I literally just watched it 
two times in a row because I it was so beautiful. And for me, um, I I love Peter Capaldi. His his first season, I feel like at least for me, they were still trying to find his footing for who he was as the doctor. It was uneven. There was some, it was a, a little, little uneven. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just that moment when he is watching River Song talk about the doctor and their relationship and the just the look on his face. We, we went oh. into to, a lot of detail on our yeah. first episode just about this one. I, I know, but it still, but so for good. me, no, lives I, up, li- lives so up to it. That's the only it. reason I, why I didn't write that for my own, like, favorite. I know. So. I, I mean, it's hard. There's, there's so many when I think about, I mean, Midnight or... Waters Mars. I mean, there's really two of Lauren's least favorite episodes. Hilariously, I'm about to to talk about Waters Mars. That's my favorite. All right, well, Cherry, go for it. Can I just say one thing? I will say. I want to say one thing quickly. My favorite memory of watching Bridget watch Doctor (laughs) Who is um, uh, 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 the Magician's Apprentice. Watching that that the, that moment at the beginning because we all went over to your place, yeah. Dan, to watch it, and you know the doctor's talking to the boy on the battlefield. What's your name? Tell me the name of the boy who isn't going to die today. And as soon as he said Davros, Bridget went, <laughs> <laughs> and she leapt up on the back of the chair, and then all through the titles, her face, she was just like wide-eyed, mouth agape, like the Ghostbusters logo. It was amazing. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a good. It was a good season. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm bright red. Okay. Go ahead. Why don't you like Waters of Mars? Because she's broken. Okay. It broke Clearly. me. I cried. That for was such a pivotal moment. For like I literally the was just doctor. like, well, and you I was don't like judge people on, on our show. No. Wait, what? No, let's. No. But, no. but the what? end of the episode when he's there and he's, I, I you know, saying he can the write the love. It's fine. It's everything leading up to it. That's that I just, scary. This guy. These guys. These scary. No. No. <gasps> didn't do it for you? No. Okay. I thought well, that was one of the coolest monsters. I thought it was so but well the written. the more horror-centric it is, the less I tend to like it. Oh, well, in which case, what? how did you feel about Last Christmas then? Because that was very alien. How did you feel about that? There are like four that are on my like, hate them, can't watch them list. Was that is not story? Wait, did you like Blink? You did like Blink. I liked Blink. I, I really liked Blink. Um, no, my, my, four, my four contenders for the worst spot are um, Love and Monsters. Because that's I agree. Yeah, awful. It's awful. Um, Waters of Mars. Oh my God! Midnight, which is no midnight is whoa terrifyingly beautiful. I feel like I feel like I gotta take the microphone like a WWE guy. It's so uncomfortably tense that I can't watch it again. Like every time I watch it again, I'm just like admit that it's like a quality. We get Colin Morgan in it. that's, uh, how, that's how I feel about Torchwood's third uh, season. I can't watch I love it. It's brilliant. It's yeah, five episodes of perfection. And I can never watch it again because it, it breaks. I love me. Turn Left. Yeah, Turn Left was great. Yeah. Turn Left was great. Midnight was just, I don't know. There was something about it that I just, I didn't like. And, and it was uncomfortable and it was. Yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable extreme, because yeah. the doctor doesn't know what's going on no, and that doesn't the happen. Got, like, it was just at some point so repetitious that I'm like, okay, can we move on? Can, can the story progress? Can we just. What's the fourth She's one? She's broken. The fourth one is Fear Her. Okay. What? Yes. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, awful, it's awful. terrible. It's boring. It's, the, like, the only good thing is that Tenant's wearing, like, a different I can't believe we haven't... Outfit. I know. She's got, like, a yellow shirt that's hot at all. Because the Slovene aren't as bad as Fear Her. No. <laughs> the no, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's a bad episode. entertaining. It, yeah. Fear Her was just like... Yeah. Okay. Whether you like fart jokes or not... The Slovene <laughs> executes, the, the, uh, uh, Aliens of London and World War III executes well on the fart joke. It, it's a, it, it is does, a it solid, does. sturdy execution. Get out. 
I, You're fired. I, I'm here problem, all day. Part of the problem with Fear Her was that it was set in the future, but it's set like four years in the future. Like, you don't need to imagine that. It's pretty much the same as it is now with it smaller is, phones. Oh, no, I'm about to say... I don't is that the one with the Olympics? Yeah, that yeah. was the yeah. one right. yeah. so like, yeah. Let's talk about what a wasted opportunity yeah. that was yeah. when the Olympics were in London and yeah. they didn't have David Tennant oh, yeah. carrying the torch. You had I'm one okay job. They shouldn't. I, the, the, the ending of that episode was so so over the top corny. Oh, yeah. The whole thing was just. I don't know. It's, oh, Lauren, talk about your favorite episode. So my my favorite is. Probably, I don't know. There are so many contenders for favorite, but I really love the girl in the fireplace. Yes, yes. that's the episode. Well I said. That's the first episode I show to people who've never seen Doctor Who before. That is really? one of my favorites yeah. to show oh. to people who've never seen. It's perfect. Before. You've got timey wimey. Yes. You've got the tenth Doctor being at his most Doctorish. You have you've a got, banana. You've got a banana. You've got a new <laughs> companion. Yeah. Well, kind of a new companion because yeah. you've got Mickey's Mickey. first. Yeah. Mickey. Yeah. Mick, Mick, Mickey. I think. I think the girl in the fireplace is a better introduction to Doctor Who than Blink. Agreed. Oh, I, oh, I, I agree. Know, I, I just wanted yeah. to see him doing, you know what I mean, doing yeah. the thing. And, like, I, yeah, I love, I, I love Blink. Blink is a perfect 45-minute so horror movie executed flawlessly, uh, but it's not great Doctor Who. No. It's a great Doctor Who concept yes. in the Doctor Who universe. It's dipping your toe in the water. Yeah. It's the shallow end. I will say I've introduced people as well with um, The Christmas Invasion. Yes. Which, mm. I mean, when he enters and he's like, oh, I'm the doctor, I know things, and that thing, that's nothing. I mean, it's such a like quintessential Doctor Who moment, and that's such a great intro for any doctor to just, yeah. you know, I'm gonna waltz in and save the day when I've been out of commission for most of this. The 11th hour is good as an introduction. Yeah. I'm well. hit and miss on that one. I've I, tried it, it's not, a, it's not a, a, you know, you don't always get someone with it. It's, it is a great way in, because it's like, let's shake the etch a sketch and start from scratch, and it's, you know, you can understand what's going on if you've never seen the thing before. Doesn't always latch, though. I don't know. Yeah, if you would have told me to do that instead of Blink first, I might. I don't know. <laughs> I hate, I mean, we're never going to know what happened. I hated the, the 11th we'll hour know, when I first yeah. watched it, and I don't know if it was that visceral reaction of, like, you know, when... You're when not you get, David Tennant. Yeah, when you get a new doctor and you're like, no, this is wrong, this is weird, this is no. And then subsequently when I went back and watched it, it was, you know, kind well, of a brilliant yeah. episode and I loved Everything it. Everything had changed. It's like going back and revisiting your, your childhood home and the carpet's yeah. different and the wallpaper's changed yeah. and the TV's in a different place. And That's why The End of Time Part 2 is one of the saddest episodes oh, for yeah. me. Cause, and and it, they literally, at the end of the episode, more? revisit all of his companions and it literally is like saying goodbye to that version of Doctor Who that we knew I, and rebooting. I have a theory with, about the end of yeah. time. Can I, talk, can I talk about this for like two minutes? Do whatever you want, man. <laughs> I think Wilfred Mott, Donna Noble's granddad, I think that's the Doctor's dad. What? Ooh, what? controversial. I, I think that's the Doctor's dad. Okay, firstly, within, how many, you've all seen the end of time, right? David Tennant's last story. If anyone has not seen it, I'm about to spoil some stuff for you and I'm not gonna <laughs> apologize. Um, leave, leave now. So no, please stay. No, within the narrative for five of, minutes. We cherish all of you. Within the narrative <laughs> of that story, the Time Lords are able to escape from the Time Lock using that white dwarf star. Um, they can, they're able to send the signal of the, the Masters, the drumbeat, mm -hmm. uh, using that, the white point star um, because the beat exists both inside and outside of the Time War. This is where it gets interesting. The woman in white, the only person who can see her is Wilfred. Now, in order for that to have happened, Wilfred has to have also existed within the Time War. I just got chills. Now, there's a, there are so many clues in that episode that 
Wilfred is the doctor's father. There's, there's, the, the, um, there's uh, the master saying, your dad's perked up. There's, uh, there's, the, um, there's, the, there's Wilf himself saying that he'd be proud of the doctor were his son. Uh, there's, there's so many, there's so many little, little cues. Well, the doctor and Donna certainly fight like they're siblings. Yeah. And and this is the other thing is that, uh, the thing that ties Donna, Wilf and the doctor together, uh, is this, is the, uh, is that thread of coincidence. I just put it on the board. Hashtag Hashtag doctor's doctor's dad. dad. (laughs) That thread of coincidence is very much what, very much what binds Donna, Wilf and the doctor. Uh, And Wilf is the the only person he meets twice. Exactly. That's the thing. It's that that constant thread of coincidence, and the doctor said himself, "Never ignore a coincidence unless you're busy. In which case, always ignore a coincidence." The doctor's always busy, so he's never going to follow that mm-hmm. up. But I am adamant that Wilfred Wilfred Mott is the doctor's dad, chameleon arch. Ben. Stephen Moffat, if you're listening, we would uh, I mean, we love just tweet at us. My nerdy year, just let us know. Ben. Hashtag doctor's dad. Hashtag doctor's dad. Doctor's dad. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to watch end of time Blown. again, seriously. I'm going to take what you guys were saying previously about the end of time, and I'm going to segue to our next topic, and it's the feels. Uh, we're going to talk about the episodes that just get us right there. Uh, and then uh, we're going to do this, and then we're going to move on to the audience participation part. So we're going to speed this up a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, no, it's okay. No, hashtag doctor's dad. Very important. <laughs> okay. Can I start? Yes. I'll start. Um, so we actually went through a bunch of Doctor Who episodes last night. We went through like season by season to see which one we wanted to watch. And you know which one turns out it really gives me like every feel in the book is the Doctor's Wife. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you you have happy, you Did have Did you scared, wish you really have... hard? That's like the best line in all of Doctor Who. Did you wish really hard? <laughs> I mean, that whole episode is just so brilliant. And it gives you goosebumps and it gives you tears and it gives you just everything all at once. And it's just amazing. Jerry. I'm like the only person who doesn't really like the doctor's wife. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. You don't have to. These are no, opinions. No, I know. No, I know. But it's just weird. You know what I mean? It's like it's weird. You know, like the, whatever. Anyway. I mean, you're yeah. wrong, Huge but it's an opinion. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, the, like people, that's, you know, just like your Waters of Mars thing is wrong. Anyway. Um, uh, 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 hey, my, I accept I the fact that I'm weird and broken. It's okay. I but I found someone to, to love me anyway. Flip the table by the end of this. Then God, we will have no. one. Um, well, Please I'm, don't break the my microphone. My one is, we've already talked about, is the girl in the fireplace. It's, it's the best. It's a good feel. Yeah, yeah I know. That, I don't know. I'm Great trying to think of it episode. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's but like, what kind of feels? How feels? feels? Sad feels? What kind any, of feels? Any, whatever any, hits you, you would put, I don't whatever know. I mean, gut punch, you know, like... <sighs> Wherever Doomsday. you would put hashtag, oh, yeah. the feels. I, I mean, I don't know. Can we... I, uh, literally, at the end of Doomsday, I'm like... Rocking and hysterically sobbing. I can't watch it with anyone because. Can, can I tell you that uh, at on our wedding day, I actually asked the photographer if she could find us a wall so we could be on either side of it. Oh no! I and can't. she couldn't find That's us a good so wall. That's so depressing for a wedding. That's what I said. What are you do- oh my god! Hey, for our wedding, could you separate us across time and space and reality <laughs> and dimensions? <Forever>. But then <laughs> we're reunited. <laughs> It was going to be right before he first saw me for the first time in my in my wedding dress. Oh, that would have been awesome. I know. That would have been so cool. I know. But we couldn't we couldn't make it happen. I was sad. What what are my feels? Yeah. I recently completed I started knowing that we were this year was a Doctor Who drought. I rewatched everything. I started with An Unearthly Child and just recently like 2 weeks ago Gazuntite, uh, I finished season 9. So I finished um, Capaldi's last season. Um, and I've seen all the I've seen every episode of Doctor Who on average about 50 million million times. Um, That's just average. On average, yeah, I'm averaging out there, of, of course. 
I mean, um, you've only watched. Uh, Oh, I can't think of it. Never mind. Sleep no more twice because that's the human limit. But go I've on. Actually, I've actually <laughs> seen it five times. Oh. I know I've seen Sleep No More five times. Anyway, oh. I keep looking for something good in it. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that was their least favorite episode. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's the it's the one bad episode in in season nine. Yeah. You know what? I I amend my four top worst ones to to five. Let's okay. let's yeah. go ahead and add Sleep No More to that. Ooh. Uh, What's your feels? Face the Raven. No! Clara's exit. No! Clara's exit. No! Ben, I've lost and so much respect for no, you. No, no. The first time I watched it, I thought, oh, this is kind of sad. She's, oh, this is kind of sad. But I, I, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it, but I watched it um, two weeks ago for the first time in a while, and she's saying her goodbye, and she steps out and let me be brave, and I started crying, and I couldn't stop, and it took, I want to say about, an hour to stop crying. Um, See, now, don't you feel bad for jumping down his throat? No, it's, I still hate it. But I'm it's, crying it's okay. now. Like, I know. It's, it gets, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad. It's a sad moment. Anyone in the audience would like okay, to Okay, I, I, I meant, because I, I, I do think that was a good exit. Yeah. It was when, it was the next episode that I didn't. Yeah. Wait, you Which hated it fair. like it did when not affect you emotionally at all? When it ha- you know I what was, I mean? Or you were like, oh, that was lame, or do you I want was, to- I know, I thought it was fine. I wasn't a huge fan of, Clara, so I, oh, I was okay. like, yeah, yeah. So but like, but yeah. I thought it was a good exit for her character. I I think it would have been a better choice if they hadn't brought See, her back. But they didn't. They didn't really bring her back. She's, oh, she's not alive. No, but she is. She they didn't came bring back her back more. to life. She's just not. No, she came back. I think she's only mostly dead. dead. She's. I think one of the reasons it, it hit me so stuff, much harder. I think it's fine. I think one of the reasons it hit me so much harder the second time I watched, well, this most recent time I watched it, is because I'd watched. I was plowing through everything, so I was watching every episode, so I got to see Clara's entire arc within the show condensed. So I got to see, mm-hmm. I, you know, I got to see her appearances in season seven, and then her, her half of season seven, season eight, season nine. And with hindsight, the stuff that I didn't like about Clara in season seven and parts of season eight, knowing how her story ends, just it, it clicked for me. And like, I, I, I connected with her character, mm-hmm. this most recent viewing, in a way that I hadn't before. So when, when uh, when you get to face the raven and she's saying her goodbye to the doctor, it just, it really, it really impacted me. I, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not, I can't be funny because I can only be emotional it's about okay. this, but I think that um, Amy Pond for the longest time was my companion because she is, she's dealing with things like, you know, she has PTSD and she, she doesn't really know how to deal with people loving her and that's something that res- has always resonated with me. Um, I think Clara might now be my favourite companion just because of the, the the journey that she takes and the doctor's expectation of oh she's a mystery and then she's not a mystery and then she's you know she saves the doctor's life and then she doesn't save his life and then she does again and uh just i find i find clara's entire arc to be incredibly I, yeah. satisfying i i felt like they really redeemed her character with yeah. peter capaldi in the eighth and ninth seasons i felt like they grew they grew her character to a place where the, the doctor really yeah. needed her. I don't know that I... It was really her with Matt Smith, and and she was yeah. kind I, of useless, I, I felt like, as a companion there. Well, that I think I that season seven in general was kind of a mistake. Yeah. I mean, to switch there, out the companion yeah. halfway through really kind of tore at everybody, and it made it for, you know... You weren't quite done with the pawns, and suddenly there's a there's a new person, but it's halfway through the season, and so it's just it was just weird, and I think that really put Clara on a bad level to start with, like where she already was climbing out of a hole. Yeah, and I 
I think, yeah, I, there were a lot of things that were done wrong in season seven. Well, now that was such a bummer. No. Damn, you were the it's one okay. who said talk about our feelings. Ben no. and I are going to kidnap Bridget, and we're going to make her watch all of the Clara run again. Yes, uh, yes. I'm I'll make macaroni and cheese Sweet. so you won't suffer too bad. Can I have wine? Yes. It can be Sorry, wine PG. and mac and cheese. Keeping it PG. Okay. Wine is PG. Uh, as for me, the scene that always gets me is Matt Smith's goodbye. See, oh. it's it's too good and like Breath if you so, mirror, that whole but also if you associate it with your actual life like it is just way too genuinely true and it's actually like made me like oh at my life right now what you know regeneration am I up to and Lauren and I have been joking that during the run of planning our wedding and getting married that we were 100% in our war doctor phase because <laughs> we just had to be these people who just had to get through you know all Unless, of it, and then now we come out on the other end all, you know, nice and And, and we will never admit that that generation was there. We're just going to ignore it yeah. from now on. <laughs> but uh, I just love that scene. I, I think I said in the other episode when we, did, when we talked about Doctor Who that uh, if I were still in high school doing theater competitions, I would do that scene as a monologue. It just, it's, just, it's great. It makes me feel. Get that heartbeat. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the time of the Doctor is a weak regeneration story, but I think that Matt Smith's regeneration into Capaldi is probably the best that the show has done. And ever, the music ever, is ever, ever. awesome. Yeah. Too. yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's a good way to cry in the car if you just play that music and then into the the happy. Oh, I'm the twelfth. It's like oh god. Kidneys. And it redeems some of the music from the Rings of Akatem because it was recycled <laughs> for that last scene and it works. So uh, we're going to move towards the end of the episode. Uh, so what we always do at the end of an episode is we ask the big question. It's not just like, oh, what's your favorite episode, which is what we did, but there's real weight to it, unlike, you know, talking about crying and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, and this is the, we're going to give you guys the chance to answer the big question as well, if you'd like. So our big question for our Doctor Who panel is, you are the Doctor's companion, you yourself. Which doctor are you traveling with and why? So, um, no, it's too hard. Okay, no. So <laughs> while, while these guys answer, if you want to uh, form a line over here or in the middle, or if you don't want to participate, that's fine too. But we're going to give you the chance to answer this life or death question. So who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. Ben. Troughton, second doctor, easy. He's, he's fun. He's serious when he needs to be, and he has some of the silliest stories in classic Doctor Who history. He travels to the land of fiction. That's, that's not even real. I love it. Like, <laughs> Shouting, hands down. I don't that was, to... Wait, wait, wait. wait fiction's yeah. not real? Fiction is not real. But the Doctor is, so... Yeah, of course. It's weird that he travels but, to the land of fiction. Yeah. But... I know. Mind blown, right? Like, first you learn that Wilfred Mott is, is the Doctor's dad. Stop now messing this. with my head, Ben Patton. Hashtag Doctor's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to go next? We don't have to go down the line. Let's go down the line. Right. Oh, thanks, Ben. <laughs> no, no, listen. Is this I've, a hard question for you? Like, yeah, are you I, yes, I've given it like serious thought this whole week. That's I, why it's I've a written, big I've written question. columns of pros and cons. Um, <laughs> Wait, and did you yeah. narrow it down? Yes, or? yeah. I've, I've selected. I, I, want, I kind of want to see it. I've selected um, the eighth doctor. Oh, nice. I like Ooh. it. Yeah. It's an unexpected choice. Well, no, I mean, I just feel like. You know, he didn't have a lot of on-screen presence, but he has a lot of um, stories, audio stories that he's been a part of. 
Um, and I, I haven't listened to all of them, but I've listened to, you know, my fair share. And I just feel like he is, he's, he's, he's funny, he's sassy, he's sexy and romantic, but he's still a, like a fighter. He's I very feel, charming. Yeah, he's very charming. I feel like, because obviously the 10th was like what my your first right. instincts, but then I thought I would get kicked out of the TARDIS within a day if I was you know, with him. So I feel like the eighth doctor is my, what my good. What does that mean? I don't know. Interpret it as you will. Uh, <laughs> I so, think Tardis yeah. HR would have to have words. Yeah, I feel like that. I'm not going to say whatever. <laughs> Who's your doctor, Cherry? Well, then I'm out. <laughs> Ten, big time. So probably all the same. You, no, this is cheating yeah. because you got to be Ten's companion. That's oh my true. god, you guys. <laughs> this is the best. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, you no, know, seriously though, if it's like, if it's ever like a moral of the story of like work hard and like get your dream job, I'm serious. I'm dead serious because honestly, you might get to like, you know, talk to the tenth doctor one day. Like, you know, fine. Like, yeah, but make even that if coffee, even if we meet David Tennant, we won't. You got to talk to the tenth. Doctor, do, do you, you know understand I mean? yeah. that when we watch Jessica Jones and he he licks her face, I'm like, why can't that be me? And Dan's okay. like, he's a psychopath, and I'm like, I don't care. See, well, okay. is he's that really true though? Because like he's he was like so good. Okay, <laughs> that is a hundred percent true story. Okay. Because because he's really he's really messed up. I don't Jones. care. He's still David Tennant. Well, okay. I mean, he, because okay. Hey, lady, let's keep this family friendly. <laughs> So, okay, there, my first instinct was also 10, because he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized that that is a terrible idea, because in my head, I'm Rose, but in all actuality, I'm probably Martha, Aww. which means, yeah, he doesn't feel the same way. We're all Marthas at some yeah. point. And I'm not capable of being Donna and just being his friend. So I, or, I decided, sister. or sister. Or sister. Doctor's hashtag doctor's dad. Hashtag doctor's dad. Um, so I decided I'm going to go with 12 because, you know, there is no risk of it growing into anything other than friendship. Thanks to patriarchal society, there is no weird looks at him wandering around with, you know, a girl who's like 30, even though he's, you know, not 30. Two billion now. <laughs> yeah, even billion. though he's two billion years old. Yeah. And man, can that man play the guitar? I mean, you get to walk around with a literal rock star at that point, and he's fun, and he's quirky, and... I don't know, apparently I have a thing for, you know, hanging around with cantankerous old men, because I used to work at a nursing home, and I had, like, three boyfriends there. It was great. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's more boyfriends than I've ever had. <laughs> well, you mm -hmm. need to oh, wait. people at nursing home. No, but when an 80-year-old man or a 90-year-old man says, oh, there's my girlfriend, what are you going to say? Uh, no. I, you know, I was just going to buy whatever. You no, there comes a that. point when you just say... Oh, that's sweet. Oh, Thanks. And then I thought you were ragging on Dan calling him. I didn't know where you were going. I am no, a no, cantankerous no, old no, man. No, no. All I want to do is go home and watch TV. No. No. Anyway, we, we uh, are old. We are no, old. But yeah, the 12th doctor, doctor yeah. is... If people want to answer this question, they can put their hand up and I could run over with the wireless <gasps> Either Ooh, or. that's a great I'm going to answer. Dan, yeah. who are you going to travel with? Uh, well, I was just joking that I'm a cantankerous old man, but the truth of the matter is no, I would probably really travel with the 11th doctor because I am as much of a man-child as he is, and we would just basically stay up all night building things and playing video games and being like, oh, this is fun, let's do this. Oh, wait, I have candy. And it would just be like this manic energy and then I'd get tired after six months and be like, I have to go home forever, I'm sorry, buddy. But, uh, so would anyone like to answer the big question? You know you want to. We're friendly. Look, look, our, our dozen listeners will love to hear from you, I swear. 
Put your hand up, we'll run over the microphone. Yeah! Yay! Alright! Do you want me to or do you want to do Let's see. Am I still am I still broadcasting? Oh look at this. I got the wireless mic now. Yeah. It feels so cool. Professional. Hi. What's your name? Danielle. And where are you from? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And so you are the doctor's companion. Which doctor are you traveling with and why? I was going to choose David Tennant, but I'm Matt Smith all the way. Oh, one. Matt Smith. I, Good choice. Nice. Share him now. Well, we can it's hang all out. Bow tie for me. <laughs> all Good choice. Bow ties are cool. It's all right. I'll loan you Danny. You can go together. <laughs> um, but he. I don't know, I feel so connected with him because even though he's always laughing, you can kind of see the pain behind his eyes. Yeah. And it's just like you can see the world on his shoulder, but he keeps a smile on his face and it's like, okay, how are we gonna keep it going and keep everyone else happy? And he's just awesome. I believe that's what the kids call keeping it 100. Yeah. That was the best part of Matt Smith though, right? It's like he was such a, he was the youngest doctor, but he seemed, you could tell like, he seemed like he was the oldest he doctor. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he just played an old man really well. It was when it transitioned from David to him. First, I was like, um, "How uh, am I going to deal with this?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend's leaving, and I don't know how I'm going to. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you, you like a hug? It's it's the same cycle for every doctor, right? Yeah, like you lose the one like, you love. And then when he came, I was like. Oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can make this work. <laughs> and he just I guess how frantic he was when he was going around trying to find the food that he loves and trying on the different clothes and it was just like I felt like I was kind of running along with Amy like oh, okay, okay, where are we going? Where is this going? <laughs> I like this chaos, but it's like neat chaos. Yeah. And I, I would love to run around with him and, of course, you know, dealing with the weeping angels. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great answer. That was a Anyone great else? answer. Yeah, round of applause. Who else? Who else, Who else like has an answer? answer? Big question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Come on. I know everyone in here is. Everyone has thought about which doctor they want to. Look, look I am not answer. very intimidating. I'm very short. I have no hair. Come on. I'm very easy to talk to. <laughs> this one married me. I, I mean, did. it's like, come on. It's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> ask, go and just uh, go and ask him. No, I will not put anyone on the spot. The captive audience, you can't, he can't stop you. I don't know. The, the blonde girl in the in the fourth row has been smiling a lot. I feel like she might have an answer. Come on, you're among right. friends. All right. Yeah, peer pressure prevails again. Yeah, I'll come sit down. You, you can stay seated. It's all right. What's your name? I'm Amy. Oh, oh well, we know which doctor you can pick. Where are you from, Amy? I'm in Garden Grove, so I'm pretty close. Garden Grove. All right, and. You, yourself, are the doctor's companion. Which doctor and why? I would probably be um, Ten's companion. Yeah! Just because I think the sense of adventure that he brings and the, the sense of comedy is pretty unique. It speaks to me in a, in a way that the others really didn't. Thank you for giving such a PG answer. <laughs> Unlike some of the other panelists. <laughs> the three of us. encompassed in, in everyone's answers, you know? Forgive Where would you want to go first? Hot. Would you want to go to the past, present, or future? I'm throwing an extra big question to you. I would probably go on to go to the past. All right. Just because I'm, I'm a big history buff. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure exactly where. That's a little bit, well. It's kind of not up to you. It's kind of up to him and the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, very true. Well, thank you so much for being peer pressured into an answer. <laughs> Anyone else? Come on, three is a magic number. One more. Come on. We love you. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get everyone. What's your name? I'm Wally from Long Beach. 
No. Hello, Wally. Nice. You yourself are the doctor's companion. Which doctor and why? I'm going to go with the first doctor, uh, William Hartnell. Oh, why? Yes. He's the least experienced one, so he's got more adventurous stuff to go through. You don't know what's happening yet. Oh, I oh, love yeah. Plus, I got to say, this is not a slam on you. I think you could rock the black and white. It'd be cool. It'd be a good look. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much. Awesome. All right. I think that's probably going to bring us to time, unless anyone else wants to answer quickly. If not, um, that's quite all right. And let's make the loud noises as we put the microphone away. Um, I want to thank everyone for being here. I want to thank my panelists, Ben Padden, Bridget Bose, Cherry Chief of Private Dumbrong, Lauren Peck. I almost said her maiden name. Uh, I, I want to. Still make that face <laughs> I want to thank all of you for being here. I want to thank Long Beach Comic Con for having us, the Long Beach Public Library, Geek Chic Promotions. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, available for free on iTunes, Google Play, and the entire first season is also available to listen to on YouTube. Follow us on social media for more information. Uh, hopefully, this episode will be up very soon. Thank you, guys. Entertaining, right? And, oh, as an added bonus, be sure to listen to a future episode that we are going to do about this called Our First Panel. Woohoo! So it's, it's like, like it's already happened. It's time to whiny. You stole the words right out of my oh, mouth sorry. on the program. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Nerdy Year. Our theme song, Crunk Night, is written and performed by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons. For full credits and for more information about the show, please visit MyNerdyYear.wordpress.com.